Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Joy and gladness of heart that we are together again in the house of the Lord. Even though there are limitations, it does not matter. Fact is, we know, Lord, today that a new era begins, even for this land. Fact is that you're in charge of the nation. In fact, you're in charge of all the nations. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So, Heavenly Father, today, with this powerful presence of the Holy Spirit on this platform, we thank you that tonight will be guided step by step by the Holy Spirit. Bless to this band. I bless them in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Bless your word. Amen. You may all take your seats. Thank you very much. The, um, this band is just, it's such a powerful anointing. I want to first and foremost greet everybody that are all the people that are here, and of course, all the people from uh, the Little Falls Christian Center, Christ-centeredness, Kingdom of God-centeredness, Little Falls Christian Center. Wherever you are tonight, all the flock of the church, let's give the Lord a praise offering for the people. Because of the limitations with the COVID, therefore not everybody can come to church. But we are here, and we want you to be with us and stay focused, whatever you do. Like Elijah said, picture of Elijah, this is the final series, final in the series of uh, the Elijah Factor. And uh, on the ground on the left, you see Elisha and Elijah going. And uh, so he said, if you see me when I go, it shall be as you requested. Namely, a double portion or two times the measure of the Spirit that is upon you. So... We pray tonight that when we pray here, it will happen everywhere in the homes. And for me, it's not a funny thing to see that happen. Okay? So, let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse number 3. Let's focus first and put the word first, and then we can see where the Holy Spirit is going to take us tonight. Because a lot of people I want to wake, wake up, well, actually, Australia is between six and eight hours, sweetheart, ahead of us. Yeah, well, they would be like 2.30 in the morning on the other side of Australia, on the area there, by the Gold Coast, right there with the Springbok lost. <laughs> I'm so glad I was into the Word and not into that yesterday. Then, you know. we, we don't ever lose in the kingdom of God. Never. Never. Can you say amen? And uh, then, of course, people up in Europe, Saudi Arabia, and uh, China, all across America, Canada, Alaska, all the French-speaking churches, all the people from North and South America, as far as Alaska. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. The birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately responded, sprang up, 
but because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up and scorched, because they had no root, they could not bear fruit, and uh, they withered away. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But the others fell on good ground and yielded a crop some hundredfold, sixty, thirty. Now he who has ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. And this particular parable is repeated in three of the Gospels, namely Matthew chapter 13, Mark chapter 4, and Luke chapter 8. So I want to go to Luke chapter number 8. And I think what I want to do is here we find in verse 8 where it says, let him who has an ear or ears, let him hear. Okay? And uh, then he says to the disciples in verse number 10, he says, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Did you know that there is a kingdom right now at hand all around you which is called the kingdom of God? And the King of kings and the Lord of lords dwells on the inside of your hearts. That's if you are truly saved, committed your life properly to the Lord, repented of sin, have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and your name is written in the book of life, and God by his great grace filled you with the Holy Spirit. So he says to his disciples, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables saying, that they may not see, and hearing, that they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. So the moment you talk about the seed, it is this, this book I'm holding in my hand. It's the Word of God. Now, we also know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And in Him was the life, and the life was the light of man. In the moment you open up that book, you open up life and light straight in your face. You know, I think of, in my mind comes up, the book of Hebrews chapter number one says, God had many times, many ways spoken to the fathers by the prophet, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person. Now listen, and upholding, Hebrews chapter number one, first three verses, upholding all things, that means you as well, by the word of his power. Is that right in Tatu? All right. So, John 1 verse 14 says, so the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And Revelation chapter 19 from verse number 11, saw heaven open and a rider on a white sword. A rider on a white horse appears, wearing many crowns. He has a garment dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and blood amongst us. And in him was the life, and the life is the light of man. 
and the parable of the sower, the seed, is the word. And I recognized that. I realized that I had to get myself filled with this book. Like, I mean, I talk about filled with the book. Because I grew up in a church, just a traditional mainline church. Never knew that book. I was even on the church board that works. Never knew what was in that book. Now, God said to me in Isaiah chapter number 4, Isaiah 5 verse 13, Isaiah chapter 4 verse 6, my people perish through a lack of knowledge. Perish. Isaiah 5 13 says these words, therefore my people have gone into captivity. That means to be captured in chains by lack of knowledge. John 8 32, if you continue in my word, says the word and his name is Jesus you are my disciples indeed you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free is that right I said is that right now God breaks chains but he doesn't break his promises He spoke a word and they were healed. So God said to me, I must do the same thing. Speak the word and the Lord will perform his word. You see, Jeremiah chapter 1, 1 verse number 12 says, says these, these words, I watch over my word to perform. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so as the rain comes down to the earth and waters it and brings forth fruit, so shall my, be my word. It shall not return to me void, but accomplish those things wherein I have sent it, and it shall prosper therein. Now the word spoke the word. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. In him was the word, and the word was with God. The word was God, and the word became flesh. In him was the life, and the life was the light. The life was the light. The light came into this world, and darkness could not comprehend it. In other words, take hold of it. Get a hold of it. And so what did the Word, name for Jesus, what did the Word do? John 3, verse 34. I'm, I'm so glad you're asking me so many questions. John 3, 34. He whom God sent spoke the Word. See? The sower so of the faith. The Word. The faith. The Word. Why do I say the faith? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. So you listen to the word, and there comes faith. What does 1 John chapter number 5 verse 4 says? This is the victory, even our faith. For this whole almost 18 months now, I've been fighting a battle, getting faith into the system of everybody that was listening to me. Over the internet, night after night that we did heart-to-heart, -heart. we did recording of the, of the studio uh, for uh, the Sunday services, and we did that broadcast every time I would send it back to the Word because I realized that this book doesn't hold, I don't hold this book, this book holds me. It holds me together, in fact. Right around us is the kingdom of God. So Elisha the prophet said to his servant Gehazi, when he got a shock and he saw the armies of the Syrian army, 
around them at the hill of Dothan, like I told you this morning, he turned around, ran inside the house and said, my Lord, my Lord, we're in big trouble. And, and Elisha was like, kind of, like I said this morning, like, Lord, just open up his eyes. He looks out and then he sees the air is filled with the army of the Lord. Chariots of fire, angels of God. So what did Jesus do? What should I be doing? This is a thing I learned very quickly. Very quickly. John 3 verse 34 became my lifestyle. He whom God sent spoke the word. Who did God send? Talking about Jesus there, the Lord. He whom God sent spoke the word. For God did not give him the spirit by measure. Spoke the word. The word spoke the word. Where the devil attacked, the word spoke the word. When the devil tried to tempt him, he spoke the word. When the devil quoted, he quoted back. I was out there in the Macwelland and a man came to me and he quoted a scripture. And that was the wrong thing to do for him because when he quoted one, I just kept quoting many more. Now you're talking. Let's, let's, let's talk about quoting scripture here. Because there's no debate about the word of God. No debate about it. Word is the word. The only thing about the English translations, I prefer the Greek or the Hebrew because, particularly the, the Hebrew, because of the simple fact and reason that, that um, I find many words have been added in by the translators to make the English work. But if you read it in the Hebrew, it's a completely different story. Or the Aramaic, even more so. Okay. So, the parable of the sower is the seed is the word. So when you are reading the word, you're taking in seed. You know what I did in those days? I remember when I had a moment with God. I spoke about that moment with God this morning. I had a moment with God. I realized that even though I prayed the royal prayer, the Our Father, which art in heaven every day of my life, I didn't know this book. I only had favorite sections. So I took this book, and I told you this many times before, but it's good for you to hear it again and again and again and again because, like um, Peter said, I would not hesitate to stir up your reminder. In six weeks, I went through the New Testament, studied the New Testament three times. Then I started quoting it like that. Because the moment you understand the Word, this is what this parable is all about. When you understand it, and your heart is right, your attitude of your heart. Attitude is a way of thinking that, that influences your behavior. Now, we're being watched from the, let's say, invisible kingdom of God for the sake of just exiting the space-time continuum that we're living in. Because people in the world of science, what they see, they believe. But what then is a miracle? A miracle is a temporary cessation of the normal laws of physics. And God just does a thing right there. I told you the other day, there was more actually told you the story of, it's actually a beautiful story of the singer that was here, Achilles Smith. Came in, he had these funny thick glasses, 
and uh, he came to sing I'll Walk With God, my favorite song. And uh, I said, well, well, you know, what's the, well, what are those glasses for? No, he's busy going blind. I said, come here. Prayed for him. Went back to England because he lives there. Marty gets a, a letter. I asked Marty. I said, Marty. Marty gets a letter. says that he went back to the doctors and says, no sign of the sickness. It's gone. Gone, gone. He was going blind. Ain't no blind no more. Gone. Can you say amen? You see, it's always interesting to think, you know, that if you look at psychometry and aptitude testing and IQ, intelligence coefficients, mental age over chronological age, if you look at those things, the Bible is much more clear on the subject of what is intelligent. It's the word in Hebrew for understanding. So watch out for that word and see how this thing works. The seed is the word of God, Luke 8, 11, 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then comes the devil, takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Lest they should believe and be saved. So the devil does a quick job because he knows the word has fallen on good soil, but he's got to make some kind of plan and steal it out of their minds. You know how he does these days? does by distraction. And all the fear-mongering that's been going on, fear-mongering, it's a word I used from the beginning. Those fell by the wayside are the ones that the devil takes away the word out of their hearts unless they should believe and be saved. Sutsu is the Hebrew word for that, which means, the Greek word for that, which means no matter whatever the problem of life is, if God saves you, you'll get you out of it. It's an all-encompassing word. You talk about salvation. But the ones on the rock are those when they hear the word, received it with joy. Oh, yes, sure enough. But they have no root who believe for a while, but in a time of temptation, fall away. Come along, temptation, fall away also. Apostasia. They abandon that which gives life. I call the heaven and earth to record against you. said Moses, that I place before you, this is God speaking through Moses actually, life and death, blessing and cursing, choose ye. What do you want? The life that you may live you and your children and your children's children in the land which the Lord your God has given you. But they received the word with joy, have no root. We drove there past a place called Pof Adar. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Pof Adar. But you see a lot of what you call the tumbleweeds going over the road there, sitting on the fences. 
No root, no fruit, and just death. That's why Jesus walked up to those people at those funerals and said, well, you know, let us first go and bury the dead. Then we'll come and we'll follow you. He said, you follow me. Let the dead, those who have not been born again, go bury the dead. You follow me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Question is who you're following. Question is to what degree is your commitment. Because we don't play games. You know what people really do not realize? Really do not realize that if you pray for miracles, it took me nine months of prayer, like pregnancy, of praying for eight hours in a day. Ask what? When miracles began to happen. And then they just pour it in. Now the guy's never prayed five minutes in his life and he criticizes. Now you can be ugly and do something about it, but stupid is forever. Amen. They hear the word, they receive it with joy, they tumble weeds, they endure for a while and then just blow away. Now the ones, the ones that fell among the thorns, that's verse number 14 I'm on now. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who when they have heard, go out, but now they are choked. That word choked also can mean drowned. If you take it as a translation alternative out of the Greek. Choked with cares and riches and the pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. I have to spend five seconds, even one minute, when a, a student in the discipleship training center makes a speech and I say, okay, I want Rose, I want you to talk to me right now about Revelation chapter 17. Can you do that? No. All right. So I'll give you a theme. Let's talk about the destruction of the beast. Can you do that? And exactly how it happens. All right. If you, she should be. What happens in Revelation chapter number seven? There's 144,000 people from all tribes of Israel marked in the foreign. By what? By angels. So it all sits. Now here is the thing. Here is the thing. Understanding is the foundation, absolutely, along, of course, with the mind of Christ. Understanding, if you understand what this book says, so this is a new one. I thought that I must take a new one. It's a beautiful book, this. Oh, man. Understanding something. That's what you find at universities everywhere. They don't quite understand what they're busy doing, and because they don't understand, therefore they can't go forward. Particularly if you do something like stat math, statistical math, there's a lot of math, mathematics in it. And you work with that stuff, you get your, your, you don't understand the formulas, then everything else goes wrong. So understanding, if you understand and then move on, you never forget again. You just don't forget again. Now there's also selective action involved with that. Because if I've understood what I want to remember, I put it in my mental library and I said, remember. So I could remember 
I just spoke about Revelation chapter number seven. It's in the second column of my Bible, just my study Bible, about almost in the halfway of the page. I can remember exactly where it is, page by page. Daniel chapter number 11 is in the second column also. But now be, be as it may, if you understand what the Bible is talking about, you don't forget it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You don't forget it. So sometimes it happens to me that there is something I want to go fetch way back from where. And at that moment in time, that's not right in the picture with me. And I just say, Holy Spirit, help me quickly and bring that back to memory. And like that, he answers. He brings it back and it surfaces. From nowhere, I hear the answer. It happens all the time. It's what we call access to the mind of Christ. If you're on the cutting edge with God, you understand something. But this is the problem. People go through some study courses. They go through study courses. They don't understand what they're busy doing. So now test them. They're going to fail. And so a good teacher and a bad teacher at any educational system makes one huge, massive difference. But the ones that fell, verse 15, upon the good ground, now listen, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart. The word noble, is, it's a Greek word, kalos, which means a beautiful attitude, a way of thinking. And with a lot of wisdom added to it, with a wise heart. A noble and with a good heart. They keep it, they hold on to it, and they bear fruit with patience. Now, if you look at the book of Matthew, I had where Jesus now gives um, these words. He says, Matthew chapter 13, verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah the prophet is fulfilled that says, Hearing you will not hear and shall not understand. There it is. Because they don't understand. That's why even Peter says some of the things that Paul wrote about they're difficult to understand. But I made it my business to make out every single thing I read. If I don't understand it, I don't want to move forward. And if it's useless information, I just throw it out. I don't ever think about it again and you forget it. Then you can forget it just because it means nothing. It has no value. Anything with life value comes from above. I want to know about it. So I spend my life in that. Otherwise, seeing you see and hearing you just do not understand. Here it says, and seeing you will not, you will see but not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull and their ears hard of hearing and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, lest they should understand. So this problem is with a lot of people. They underestimate themselves. Because if I make it plain and simple, people understand what I'm talking about tomorrow. And they say, what did I talk about? They'll tell me what I spoke about. Somebody says, oh, Pastor Harold, you know, we don't, we, we think we, we haven't studied nothing. Our brains are rusty. Really? We better take a look. I've never seen any brain that's rusted. Never. 
speak that stuff over their lives. Therefore, Matthew 13, 18, hear the parable of the sower. Now, this is where Jesus comes, and I want to focus in on verse number 22. Now, he received the seed among the thorns, he who bears, who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. I say again, the deceitfulness, apate, that means, okay, okay. Revela uh, Revelation chapter number 20, verse number 10. The devil, the old serpent, that is the dragon, is cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. But it says, he who deceived all the nations. So riches as deception power. It brings deceiving into the picture. But you receive the seed on the good ground as you who hears the word understands it and who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. You have a student get up Make a, make a statement, like within, within five minutes. No, not even, no, that's a long time. 30 seconds, I'll tell you whether he knows what he's talking about. Same with prayer. I listen to somebody praying, and the moment I hear them praying, I know what, you know, there's, there's something called prayer. And if you understand the business of prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, says the Bible, if you are, how many of you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? The effectual fervent, that means celos, that means warm, warm-hearted, on fire, if you will. Prayer of someone who is righteous avails much and is marvelous, marvelous in its working, dynamic in its working in the Amplified Bible. So dear friends, what does the Word say when you get into trouble? That's a question. So what we do tell the students, I want to have five verses, no less than five verses on any topic of anything that can go wrong in your life. And I'm going to get you out and have you pray. I did that with the students. I'm going to get you, I'm going to have you come out, pray for that person. I want you to quote the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Now, why should I speak the word? Because the word has become flesh, and that is the light and the life. That's the life. The life was the light of man. And you shall know the truth. The truth, truth will set you free. So speak the word when you pray. Faith will be tested. Let me tell you now. And let me say this again. I've said this to you several times. The only thing on this planet that's worth, 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 worth fearing is God himself. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To depart from evil is understanding. Funny enough, there's that word understanding again. You shall know the truth. The truth will set you free. See, God can do anything except he cannot lie. That's the only thing God cannot do. He's not a man. Make a promise and not fulfill it. That's why he said, I watch over my word to fulfill it. Can you say amen? And if you get it and you get it right and you understand it, in a noble heart 
That really speaks of a good and a beautiful life. That means your attitude's 100%. Now, attitude will determine your altitude in your spiritual life. If your attitude is right before God, then your altitude will go up. That'll take you to the next level and the next level. You find out many levels, you start tweaking your life as you're going along. So you walk with God. How many of you want to walk with God? Absolutely everybody. Why would you want to walk with God? Because where God moves and where you then move, then there's a blessing there with you. It follows you. You see, the Bible is very clear. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, having been made a curse for us. Why? That the blessing, for it's written, I'm sorry, Bless, uh, curses he who hangs on a tree. Is that the blessing, Galatians 3.14, of Abraham might come upon the Goyim, the Gentiles, Hebrew Goyim, that we might receive the blessing of, the, of Abraham and that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. I walked behind the curtain here just before I went on the platform and I said to the band, connect me. Just. Connect me. I call them connectors. So therefore, tonight, I end this particular series on Elijah and Elisha. And I'm thinking, Elisha was plowing in the land, 12 pairs of oxen in front of him. What did they want to do? Why were they plowing? Because they were planting what? Seed. Seed grows. It feels on, falls on the right soil. But I'll tell you something else. If you got the blessing of Abraham upon you, there was a famine in the land that year. And the man Isaac was down in the land of the Philistines. He was there in the area of king, the king, local king called Abimelech. Avi Molech. That means, in Hebrew means, my father is the, the idol god Molech. God spoke out against Molech because he did living sacrifices to that thing. And he was very angry about that. Very angry. So what of the kings of Israel did the same thing behind Jerusalem there's uh, the Kedron Valley just extends all the way around Jerusalem to the back. And there in that back valley on the western side in the valley, they had a statue for Molech. They sacrificed their children in the fire to appease that thing. Okay. And Isaac, there was a famine in the land that year, and Isaac sowed in the land. In what land? The land with a famine. So there's a crazy, crazy Isaac, Yitzchak. What are you doing? This is sowing seed. Everybody's just sitting there waiting for the rain. He's going sowing seed. Next thing, there comes the plants. Next thing, he begins to reap, and he reaps. A hundredfold harvest. And the man, the Bible says, began to prosper and he continued prospering until he was very prosperous. And the Bible says, and the Philistines envied him. So you walk around in society with a smile on your face that don't understand why. Is that Tians? They don't understand why. I mean, you look at people, you look in their faces you, all the time. I see things. 
And the fact is, all the time, you look, in, you look at a spine, you know this is somebody who's walking in victory. But there's nothing that's wrong that that book hasn't got an answer for. You cannot come to me with a problem that you won't find the answer right in there. Now, we go through many books and many things, but the majority of books in my study are just Bibles, I tell you. Can you say amen? For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.